Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Welcome to episode 170 of the Average Cheese Podcast. It's the Dale and Todd questions with friends episode. Todd, how are you today, sir? Doing good. Thanks to Rhonda and the folks at RNM Management. Thanks to Dwight at ddgcust.com. And thanks to Dan and the folks at Bob Anderson Builders. Before we get to the slices, let's talk a little bit about the shoes. So thank you to That's Do Your Rant. That's pretty important. It is important because we're about, mm, what, 12 days from announcing the winner. Yep, we will announce on Christmas Day while you're opening your presents. Maybe one more <laughs> will be yours. We'd really like to get up to around $1,000 for Veterans Outreach. So thanks to the folks who have already given that $5 raffle ticket. Again, I will put it up on Twitter. Are you literally going to like throw the names in a hat and just draw them out or what? Like, How's, how's that going to go down? Yeah, so the computer does it, basically. Oh, got it. It randomly oh. picks. Yeah, I don't pick because I do not want people to think there's any collusion or anything going on. And again, it's $5, people. You can have custom Batman shoes if you want them to be. It doesn't have yeah, to be. Yeah, why Batman wouldn't you shoes. take advantage of that? That's I don't know. good cause. Get going, people. Thank- exactly. Thank you. I'll send them all the way to Australia, huh? And I'm paying yeah. for the shoes. So not only do we not take any money out of this, or I pay for the shoes so right. that every cent of the tickets goes to Veterans Outreach. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Please retweet our stuff, too. That'd be nice to get out to thousands of people, and, and let's get that money going. Yeah, Christmas Day. I'll put it on the Twitters. All right, so episode 107, number seven. There's only one, right? I mean, it's not a yeah. Quay Walker episode. No. There's only one. No. It is the magic man, Don Mikowski. Like you said Absolutely. before we went on, he brought us out of the dark ages. He was like the beginning of that uptick in Packer history. What do you know so, about Don Mikowski? What, so it must have been, I'm trying to recall, growing up as a Packer fan in the early, you know, late 70s, early, early 80s to mid 80s. It was rough. I want to say, did he take over for Randy? Randy Wright. Randy Wright, right? Was he it? and Randy Wright she, like shared time when uh, okay. Mikowski so was. It must have been uh, that was the torch passing right there. Yeah, yeah. And man, he was just like something that we hadn't been experiencing up until that point. Somebody who was just like a true gunslinger, a yeah. risk taker, a playmaker, got people excited again about the Packers. It was just like, you know, growing up, it was rough, man. It was <laughs> it rough. Was. Those were some rough years. And then Mikowski, and then, you know, he gets the whole magic man and starts turning things around. And you got Sterling Sharp. Things yeah, started turning around. He turned it all around. You know, and the Packers weren't good in 89. That year, he had that really great year, went to the Pro Bowl. Packers won like nine or 10 games. They weren't very good. 
But no. they just started to ride this momentum. And I think that Don Mikowski, because he could get out of the pocket, could run for his life and make crazy throws on the run. They won more games than they should have that year. Sure. Do you remember the, is he over the line, not over the line against the Bears? I think it's end of regulation. Remind me, because I, I probably will once you start talking about it. A good story. So Packers are driving. It's late in the game. I don't know. I want to say it was at County Stadium, but I'm probably wrong about that. doesn't make any difference. They're driving, and it's about, I don't know, 25, 26 seconds left in the game or something like that. And Mikowski rolls to his right. He throws a touchdown pass, Sterling Sharp. The flag goes up that he had crossed the line, and it was oh. an illegal forward pass. So they go to review. Was there a review then? Yeah. Yeah, they went to review. Thank God, because as I remember it, and of course, super biased Packer fan, he wasn't even close to stepping over the line. And they had thrown the flag, and I don't know, the referee was out of position. It doesn't make any difference. So they reversed the call, and the Packers win because of that reversal. I got to tell you the rest of the story. So I'm up at Whitewater. I'm... I don't know, freshman. I think I must have been a freshman then. My roommate was not around for the weekend. So I'm watching it with the door open right on my like 12 inch TV screen because it was like the late 80s, early 90s. And everybody's screaming, right? That's a touchdown. That's a touchdown. And this guy down the hall from me, Chuck, I don't know why I remember his name, (laughs) gigantic human being who barely fit through the door of the dorm comes running into our dorm room and jumps on my roommate's bed and literally smashes it because he's so excited that the Packers just won. (laughs) (laughs) It was really hard to explain that to my roommate. I'm like, Chuck did it. It's like, right. It is college and it is whitewater. So, yes. I mean, and I probably was drinking during the game, and so was Chuck, but that had nothing to do with the fact that he threw his 400 pound body onto his bed (laughs) and broke it. Yeah. The magic band. I was looking this up, and I didn't know this before today. I have to tell you this. During the 87 season, when Domakowski was a rookie, his salary was $65,000. 65,000. What's the league minimum now? Isn't it like 400 something thousand? Something like that? Yeah, or yeah, at least, yeah. 91, he got benched by Lindy Infante. Who was a fucking idiot. Yeah. Replaced by Mike Tomzak, of all people. Former Bear. As the story goes, he tore the ligament in his ankle and then basically passed the torch, and that was the start of Brett Favre. It was Cincinnati. And, and I want to say that I want to say that that was a home county stadium game. Yes, that say. sounds right. I, I, I almost too. can envision that because they always had those crappy like pads on the walls. They weren't a permanent fixture because it was a baseball stadium, so they'd have to put those pads up on the walls. And they always had those crappy things. <laughs> well, yeah. remember at County Stadium, the end zone was really close to those pads. Like yeah. there wasn't yeah. a ton mm-hmm. of room between the because the field had to be oh, yeah. turned on the baseball field. Exactly. And everybody was on one side. Do you remember that? Both teams had to be on the same sideline because of the way that the stadium was configured. Yep. Yeah, they couldn't fit everybody on the other side. Yeah. (laughs) No. That's crazy. crazy. Anything else about the Magic Man before we go on? No. The Domikowski episode. No one else could be. Maybe in episode like 507, it can be the Quay Walker episode. (laughs) (laughs) 
doubtful. All right, what else? So Rashawn Gary is now behind Aiden Hutchinson. Todd is for sure no longer jumping into a cold body of water. So I'm fuck out. Agent Hutchinson and his seven sacks. You're out. Yeah, I am out. Maybe after the draft, you can have another guy that you can bet Pick against. On. Hutchinson might get double-digit sacks this year as a rookie. Should have bet sure. against that. I said that on our whatever episode that was that I thought he would. I thought I think I said he did. Gary has never done it. No, and we're gonna have to talk about that because Rashad Gary is not gonna come back until the middle of the season. Let's get on to other things later. Yeah. We have questions from friends. So it's a bye week. So no game to talk about. We'll talk about, we'll preview the Rams in a minute. Questions from friends. We have one, two, three, like seven of them. First one, Eric from Greendale for both of us. If the Packers lose out, which would make them five and 12, what position in the draft do you go after? Now, I looked this up before. So I'll ask you at that pick, six or seven, what position are you going after? I would want to know what the situation with Jordan Love is first. If Jordan Love is no longer going to be a Packer, I, I would want to know that going into the draft because this would be the time where this you is, draft the, year someone that, high. This is the year that you would actually do that. And especially if you get in the top 10, I, I would say even in the top 20. Okay, so you're saying quarterback. You know, let's be real. I mean, Jordan Love's not going to be a Packer. There's absolutely no way. I don't think so. That I mean, unless... That's a really minimal chance that if, Jordan Love is going to start. If there Packers. is a quarterback that is looks to be a franchise-type player, and you sort out what's going on with Jordan Love, and you get what you get for him, maybe you package him up for some other draft picks, get what you get, and th- this would be the draft that I, I would... They're going to move on from Jordan Love, and it looks like they are. I'd be looking at a quarterback. So I didn't even think about that. I didn't put that into play. I was just thinking about current needs now. But that's a good point. And I agree with you. Well, if current you needs are... now is like, like everything. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's fair. Kind of. <laughs> I mean. So here's my opinion. I first thought safety too. But it has to be like an elite safety at six oh, or yeah. seven to take oh, God, yeah. that guy. Oh, God, yeah. Right? And there probably won't be available. No, there's no one that sticks out that far. There's no Ronnie Lotz. There's no Ed Reeds, no. you know, like no. for, for sure Hall of Famer types. So knowing that, I'm going to say it's got to be edge rusher. I think at that draft position, you're going to get a high-quality guy. No one's a for sure thing, but I think if you draft an edge at six or seven and the yeah. Packers are going to need one. I like that pick. I think they I really move do. on from Preston Mo- Smith. Oh, easily. Right? There's the money easily. ain't there. You easily move on from Preston Smith. That's a, that's an easy. He's been terrible this year. Yeah. He's, he's up and down. Terrible. This is yeah. his even year down year. So you'd think he'd come back. But he's such a roller coaster. I think he's better with as a complimentary edge rusher than he is as the main guy. And when he had Rashawn Gary there, it kind of balanced it out a little bit. When the Smith brothers were there, it was obviously... Darius was, was number was one. Darius right? there, yeah. I mean, he was the guy, right? I think he's just a complimentary edge rusher and not the primary. And if they're asking, they're kind of asking him to do that right now. And it's just not working out. Circle back to Eric's question. I don't think they're going to lose all four games, but they could. Like they play the Rams, I think they'll beat the Rams. Then they pl- they play Miami and Minnesota in Detroit. Now Miami and Minnesota are you know not front runners, but they're up there. Detroit seems to play well against the Packers. Yeah, they could certainly it's gonna lose. Be, it's going to be at home, so that'll that'll be an advantage. Say what you will about Miami. I mean, I watched them over the weekend. They don't particularly scare me. And the Lions beat the Vikings. The Vikings might have the that 
record. I'm not trying to be critical of our obvious rival, but like they've won some games that... And it's hard to win games in the NFL. We always say that. I just don't think they're as good as a record reflects. And Detroit beat the brakes off of them. It wasn't close. What, they put like 35 up on them? Yeah, 34-23. But it was, I think the Vikings scored in the last minute or last two minutes of that game to pull them within 11. So it was, you know, a 17, 18 point game or whatever it was. This is a great question from Paul. Paul says, which NFC North team is best positioned for the next five years? You go. I got to think about this one. So I think the Packers, honestly, of the North teams are the worst. They're in the worst position. Mm. I mean, look at all the old guys they have. There's not a... You know, everybody else is starting to cycle talent over into, like, you know, Justin Fields a couple of years. You got Detroit with a bunch of, you know, high draft picks that are just getting their their sea legs underneath them or whatever and seeing the field. The Packers are old. It's the Bakhtiaris and the Rodgers and the – I mean, there's so – Preston Smith, Adrian Amos. Like, there's a lot of guys on this roster that won't be on the roster clearly five years from now. Whereas you look at other teams, I'm going to say Detroit because Detroit has high level talent. Jamison Williams, Aiden Hutchinson. They got DeAndre Swift, who's pretty young. Amon Ross St. Brown was a rookie last year. Panay Sewell on their offensive line. They've got young guys that you can see maybe five years from now still being on the roster. I think they have the youngest roster of talent. Of all the NFC North teams. Aren't the Bears pretty well positioned in this next draft? The Khalil Mack trade that brought them draft oh, picks right. in. Oh, that's true. Draft-wise, they they look like they're going to do r- really well this year. But it's the front office and the coaching staff there. I mean, w- until that kind of works its way out, I don't know. I was going to say the opposite to say that the Packers are best positioned. Really? And that only goes to the point that we were talking about earlier is this whole quarterback fiasco of where where that's kind of centered. If there is a clear path where Jordan Love is dealt in some manner for draft picks or whatever else, he just is no longer going to be a Packer next year. Let's just say that. And the Packers go ahead and draft somebody. That is the perfect window of, you know, within the five-year window. I don't think Rodgers is going to be playing in the next three years. That was his seasoning behind Favre. It was two, three-year window, and he was, boom, he was off the bench and took over. If that happens, we could be. And yes, we we do have some dinosaurs still sticking around with Preston Smith, Amos. You mentioned what to do about Bakhtiari and the big contract, but most of the offensive line is young, and they're not bad. They've struggled. I kind of give them a little bit of leeway for their struggles in in the fact that they've just been moved around and asked to do so many different things. I would say if the Packers figure out the quarterback kind of timeline, we could be positioned as one of the top people in the NFC North. I mean, I'm not trying to stir shit here, but really the best case scenario, if you're looking long-term is for the Packers to deal Aaron Rodgers for a bunch of picks. That's the way to rebuild quickly. If you can get somebody to trade for Aaron Rodgers, you get a bunch of picks because you're going to get more for Aaron Rodgers than you're going to get for Jordan Love because he's a known quantity. He goes to a team for two or three years. They feel like they're going to make a Super Bowl run. They're going to put Aaron Rodgers on the roster. That'd be the way to do it. But thank you, Paul. That was a great question. But do you keep him around? We're probably going to go down a rabbit hole here, but do you keep him around to groom 
the next heir apparent. You know, I agree with you that if there is a guy at that, let's say the seventh pick or the tenth pick, like you said, that you think can be that next guy, then of course you do. You then do deal Jordan Love because the timing works out. We've talked about it on the show. Jordan Love isn't going to start games for the Packers unless something crazy happens. Yeah. There's just no way to do it. The money doesn't work out. Like you were saying, like the two to three year window with the next quarterback would be better than what they have now. What they have now is a fucking shit show. Yeah. So this next question is from Adam. We've sort of talked about this, but let's let's directly address it now. What does the safety position look like in 2023? Let's start with Adrian Amos for you. Adrian Amos on the roster next year? No. It's on the wrong side of 30. He's played poorly. Absolutely no. $8 million or something like that for next year. He used to be such a solid safety valve back there. And now I, I just don't know. Part of me, like w- with a player like him, who you haven't seen, and, and you just see this across the entire defense, right? Everyone's struggling. With a vet like him, who's been solid, to see him struggle the way he's doing, I, it goes back to the sideline. And I'm like, like, who's on the headset? Maybe that's an explanation. Whether it is or it isn't, I can't keep that guy around. No. Savage as well. I mean, that's an easy one. For you and I, it is. The problem is the Packers signed his fifth-year tender, and Savage's entire season is guaranteed money. All $8 million of it is going in his pocket and counting against the cap. I don't want Darnell Savage on the roster next year. I know you got to trade him and hope someone is dumb enough to give you money back. That's the only way to recoup anything from that. But I don't want Darnell Savage on the roster. But the problem is then, what is there? You just shit can both starting safeties. Keyshawn Nixon and Rudy Ford worse? I say no. You live with Keyshawn Nixon and Rudy Ford? Absolutely. I'm a big Keyshawn Nixon fan. You know I am. The problem with Keyshawn Nixon and Rudy Ford is sort of similar to what we've been talking about with Razul Douglas and that kind of thing. Like what, oh, what right. is his yeah, contract yeah, yeah. Like, the, like? Like the one, well, also the, are they just the kind of overperformers who got their opportunity and then, you know, then they get a longer term contract and then they get into that year and all of a sudden you start to see why they've kind of bounced around from team to team to team. That's what we're seeing in Razul Douglas. Now, I mean, in Razul Douglas's defense, is, is he in a corner in my my opinion? No. I, I don't. I, I really honestly believe he's a slot guy. I don't think that he's a one or a two guy. What about moving Keyshawn Nixon to safety? Good with it. I mean, that would at least I mean, make so he doesn't have, you know, there isn't two brand new guys back there. At least there's someone that's played. Keyshawn none Nixon of those draft picks ever worked out either. All those no. dudes that they, they drafted. No, and that clown that they dudes. picked it this year in the seventh round, the dude from Georgia Tech, whose name escapes me right now. None of those dudes worked out. Keyshawn Nixon is on a one-year contract, though, so there's no guarantee that he is coming back next year. So he's gone. You really got a problem. So you know what's going to happen. Now that we've talked about this for a second, Darnell Savage will be a Packer next year. There's too many things that say he has to be around. The money, Amos will probably be gone. Keyshawn Nixon you'd like to bring back, but Rudy Ford's on a one-year deal. I'm sure most of those dudes are. Yeah, because they were a special teams guy. When we started the year, Rudy Ford was a special teams guy, and Keyshawn Nixon was also a special teams guy. So you don't bring those guys in on long, long deals. So, yeah, Dallin Levitt, 
Number six. <laughs> <laughs> do do not put him back there on, under any circumstances. We saw in the preseason no. what happens when you put Dallin Lovett in coverage. No, no, no. And he's uh, barely a special teamer for me. Barely. Yeah. So not they that. have to draft somebody, though. I mean, Keyshawn Nixon, not for sure coming back. Rudy Ford, not for sure coming back. We don't think that Amos should come back. Savage is going to have to be on the roster because someone's got to play safety. Maybe you move Rasul Douglas to free safety, but that's really Darnell Savage's job. I'd be okay with the Rasul Douglas going to strong safety. I don't know. He's a smart dude, right? You saw it in the Buffalo game, and there were a couple picks that he made. You're thinking that dude understands the coverage they're in right now. Does he yeah. have the great feet to be able to like stay with receivers? No. Which well, makes I mean, like decent safety. I mean, that's a totally different level of talent we're talking about. But to think that somebody who could transition from a corner or a slot to a to a safety to kind of see and put everything in front of themselves and understands the defense, who knows? There's definitely ball skills and like he seems to be in the right place at the right time when the ball is there. Seems to always be around the ball. So Maybe maybe it makes sense. I don't know. Absolutely. So, Adam, thanks for that question. All right. Do your rant says, in what round did the Packers draft Jake Moody from Michigan to replace Mason Crosby? Do your rants from the UP. I'm going to guess that he's a Michigan guy then. Oh, Do your rant. We love you. And thank you, by the way, for the shoe raffle money. I'm going to say that the Packers will not draft a kicker. And I don't think they should. We both think that they should replace Mason Crosby. But I think there are too many holes in this Packers team that they got to try to address with young guys to draft a kicker. Now, it's not unprecedented, right? I mean, the Packers have drafted kickers and punters throughout our lifetimes. But I don't think this is the year. A couple years ago, when the Packers were right there in the midst of things, that's the time where you don't have to worry about wasting a pick on a right. kicker. I just don't think we're at that spot right now. I mean, maybe like very, very late rounds. Maybe it's round. hanging around like some low-hanging fruit. But does Mason Crosby have to go? I, I've said it. That he should have never even came back this year. After the absolute abysmal year that he had last year, there's absolutely no way he should have even come back this year. He can't even kick the ball through the end zone. If we were to get into playoffs, are you going to put him on the field for a 52-yard f- field goal? No, absolutely not. And I love the guy. And it it hurts me to even talk about him in in that forum, but he has to go. It's time. His time is done. I'm almost surprised in in a sense because he's a smart dude and he's a well-respected dude. He's a leader. He's a captain. He's been a captain for a long time on the the Packers. I'm surprised he just doesn't walk away himself. While Todd was talking, I looked up Jake Moody's like draft profile. NFL mock draft database says that he's a projected seventh round pick. So boom. Oh, I'll take that. Jake Moody, seventh round pick of the Green Bay Packers. Do you agree? I will take him there. Absolutely. I'll take him there. You can think of how important the kicking game actually is. People look past punters and kickers all the time, but like how instrumental those functions are to a football game. Having a good punter who can like manage where the ball is on the field. And having a kicker that you don't have to worry about and just can like score points for you here and there, it's money in the bank. So if he's in the seventh round, absolutely, I'd take that dude. This is an interesting question from Dan Doigs. He always seems to come up with something that makes no sense. And here it goes, Dan. How long has Aaron Rodgers been a Nazi? What? So I have searched the Nazi database and I have not found Aaron Rodgers' name on it. I don't know, Dan. What does this even mean? A Nazi? 
I don't know. Dan just asked dumb shit. So I thought I would read it anyway. I don't know if you're referring to his haircut, because every time I see Aaron Rodgers in that goofy ass haircut, I start. I actually do think of Nazis. I don't know if it's supposed to be a Viking haircut. But he looks like a Nazi to me. Dan, we love you. And the Bears still suck. Yeah. All right. We sort of answered this one. This is from the OG Rivals podcast. When does love take over? He's not. Never. No. Never doing it. The side question to that, Todd, though, is when he gets traded, what team or teams wants Jordan Love, who looks like he might be able to play in the NFL? But what team do you think is a good landing spot for Jordan Love? I think there's quite a few. The one that sticks out in my mind where we seem to like kind of close relationship with is the Texans. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I can see, you know, Amari Rogers caught a touch on this weekend. Yeah, we're going to talk about yeah. that in the next question. All right. As much as I've bashed, and, and the entire antithesis of this podcast has been based on the draft of Jordan Love. And as much as I've bashed him, if he proves me wrong, awesome. I, I mean, I would love, I want the best for Jordan Love at the end of the day. I, I mean, I honestly do. It, and it's not here. It's not in Green Bay. Has he learned a great deal and picked up incredible things from a, from a Hall of Famer? Yeah, absolutely. Can he transfer that in, into his next landing spot? I, I hope so. I think there's a number of teams who are kind of like in rebuilding situations where they're like, eh, grab them. Let's see what happens. Jets. What happen? Yeah, Jets. So I'm just going through the teams that I think. Maybe we- Denver. Well, I mean, uh, Russell Wilson and is a shadow. He's a, he's not the guy they thought he were getting, but now their team is, they just traded away a bunch of draft picks. I don't know if I'd want to go there if I'm Jordan Love, because you are going to a complete rebuild where the jets are at least on the come up. Zach Wilson. They clearly don't think much of him because they've already benched him for Mike white. Who's really nobody Houston for sure. Davis mills is okay, but Jordan Love is a huge upgrade right there. Indianapolis has Matt Ryan. Oh yeah. 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 77 years old. Denver, I would agree. I mean, but you just put a buttload of money into Russell Wilson. You almost got to ride that's, that fucker and see what happens. That that franchise is upside down with that. What about like Washington? Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke. He's uh, better than both those um, dudes, I would say. They're riding that wave, man. He doesn't have the physical skills. The long term. Yeah. No. Yeah. The Giants, Daniel Jones isn't, he can't throw the football. I don't know. I just think there are a bunch of teams out there that Jordan Love could make a difference for. I know we didn't answer the question. Yes, we did. We're just saying that he's going to take over for somebody else. It's not going to be with the Packers. So thanks for the question. And the last one is from Eric from Greendale. Did the Packers move on? And this has something to do with your, the Amari Rodgers just caught a touchdown pass for the Texans. Did the Packers move on from Amari Rodgers too soon? No. The answer is fuck no. Absolutely fuck no. They waited too long to move on from Amari Rodgers. This is funny. Exactly. Remember, I've always I was saying like he's a Ty Montgomery. Yeah, he is. I looked in the PFF. I went there to go look at Amari Rogers' stats. If you put in Amari Rogers' name in a PFF, the second thing down says, "Is Amari Rogers a rich man's Ty Montgomery from 2021?" I swear I did not read that article. I till today, I was like, "Huh, I could have wrote that fucking article." Holy shit! <laughs> Which is kind of funny. So back to the question, Eric. No. Packers Twitter was like, oh, he just caught a touchdown. The Packers moved on too early. Aaron Rodgers never gave him a chance. What the fuck are you all talking about? Get Never gave him a chance. 
Really? Amari Rogers averaged almost 40 snaps per game in the preseason for two years in a row. He caught 20 balls in six games in the preseason. You know what a better preseason than Amari Rogers? Not this year, but the year before. Malik fucking Taylor yeah. buried Amari Rod- Amari Rogers in stats. And how many drops did he have along the way? I mean, multiple punt, right. kick, passes. He's no, garbage. He is. The difference between him and Ty Montgomery is I feel like with Ty Montgomery, there was an absolute, he completely disobeyed the coaching staff. Yes. Right. I don't think Amari Rogers was ever, I think he was there on the sideline trying to, trying to get better. I think he was trying to be a better player. I think he was, he was trying his ass off. Something got in his head, man. I mean, along the way or, or whatever it is. No, absolutely no. They, we did not move on too soon from him. Like, he had to go just like, like, I mean, Ty Montgomery, if you remember correctly, I mean, his bags were fucking packed, right? The equipment managers I mean, were packing. I don't think he game. ever even went back to Green Bay to clean out his locker because that was an away game, wasn't it? I that I don't remember, but I, I almost like we should look it up, but I'm almost positive <laughs> that was a fucking away game. And when he did that, I, I about like I leapt off the couch like almost threw the TV to strangle that guy. <laughs> and dude, he, he never even made it back to <laughs> get on the plane. Out, no, they probably got to the airport and they're like, yeah, you're, you're, you're on that plane. Actually. Right. You're, you're flying. You're home of record. With everybody else. <laughs> home of record. Goodbye. I mean, the Packers put Amari Rogers back on punts and kicks because they needed to try to get something out of him because they weren't getting I, anything out of him on offense. And, His thing was get him out in space, right? What better way to get a man out in space than on kickoff returns? It's the one chance you have to make moves on guys. He couldn't do that either. Then they went to punt returns because they were hoping he could catch a football, which he surely fucking can. Well, if you remember correctly, this was this was during the whole era of when Cobb left. That's why that draft pick was initiated. Yes, locked when Cobb Cobb left. And it was like on paper and on skills, this guy is way beyond Randall Cobb. Look what we're getting. We're getting an upgrade here. Randall Cobb left. He went to the Texans. Okay, we're moving on. We draft Amari Rogers on paper. He's he's going to be our guy. He's going to be our slot receiver. No. He also was a, like a playbook kind of rock. There's one thing to know the playbook, but there's also the other part of knowing the playbook and knowing the nuances between you and the quarterback and where that ball needs to be and what you need to do. And I think that's where he struggled. In college, it might be more cut and dry in, in that area than it is in the pros. And he just never made that transition. So thanks to everybody for all the questions. We do appreciate it. Hopefully we answered them and it all made sense to you. Last thing we need to do, Todd, is preview this game with the Rams. Man, how far these two teams have fallen. Right. Super Bowl winner, team that could have been a Super Bowl winner to... Four and nine Rams, five and eight Packers. Crush. Didn't the Packers at 13 and three actually have a better yeah. record than the Rams did when they yes. won? Well, yeah. Yeah. And then they got a chance. I mean, then everything just kind of fell in their laps the way things went. I mean, they played yeah. the Bengals. The, were the Bengals the best team in the AFC? Oh, hell no, they weren't. Everything just worked out right for the Rams. They've won it. They are also old. So Matthew Stafford hurt. Yeah, I think 
Ben Hurt, and they brought in oh, Baker yeah, Mayfield got, last yeah, week. Mayfield, yeah. Who then played well. He basically got on a plane, got off the plane, put his new Rams jersey on, and went out there and won a Thursday night football game. Yeah. I mean, the Carolina Panthers just moved on for him to put Sam Darnold back in there. So, yeah. I mean, well, that's you can add that to the list of Jordan Love teams. Yeah. The Carolina the, Panthers. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what do we think of this Rams team? Cam Akers? Is it at home or is it in LA? That's a great question. I should look that up (laughs) and then cut this part out because we don't fucking know. The Packers are at home. Okay. 7.15 p.m. kickoff on Monday night against the Los Angeles. It'll be balls-ass cold, probably. Yeah, people are trying to get giveaway tickets. Not give them away, but sell their tickets on Twitter, I saw. No, thank you. Nobody wants to go to that fucking game. It's on a Monday night, cold as hell. We're playing for our lives, and we're at home. There can't be any bigger stage than this game for me. You lose this game, the season's over. All the remaining games, but I mean, and they've had so much time off. They had the bye, and then they're coming around again, and they're going to go through this weekend uh, all the way up until Monday night. That's a huge rest period. That gives Baker Mayfield the chance to like actually look at the playbook too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't, I'm not I'm not concerned about Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, but I am concerned about our defense. I mean, I anybody mean, can go out there and throw the ball against the Packers right. or run it. I mean, they're not running the ball. Cam Akers is fucking terrible. I mean, yeah. he's just a guy. Wasn't Cam Akers like, oh, cut me or trade me. I need to go to a different team. Dude, you suck. Be yeah. happy that you're on any roster. And you're playing in L.A. Like, yeah. enjoy it. And you're the starting running back? The fuck? Enjoy it while it lasts, buddy, because you ain't going to be there long. Right. Make yeah. a name for yourself. This can't be. The Packers are seven-point favorites. Really? <laughs> yay, Um. Well, I mean, okay. So Aaron Donald should be back, right? He's questionable. He hasn't played in a minute. Yeah. They're an aging team, too. You start to look at it. There is a, I'm going to drop off the table at some point point with your team so the Packers are older the Rams are older Bobby Wagner is their leading tackler with 111 he's on the back side of his career Aaron Donald is on the back side of his career Jalen yeah. Ramsey meh Jalen Ramsey just I don't know you know he gets a lot of love but I don't he doesn't really scare me I mean, there's no Cooper Cup. Aaron Donald is, yeah, yeah, he's not a young cat. Like, you get beat up playing. I mean, Kenny Clark, Aaron Donald, those guys get beat to shit on a weekly yeah. basis. At some point, that's it. I'd say playing at night in the cold isn't going to help the Rams at all with no real Ooh. running game. Yeah, it's it's going to be – those are going to be some conditions for them to deal with. Yeah, you know? it's not in a dome. It's I mean, not perfect conditions for, you know, guys to throw the ball. Some, if we get some snow going – but then we said that against San Francisco. We say that all the time. That all went to shit. I don't know. You know, it's A.J. Dillon season. That's what should be happening oh, yeah. in games like this. The Packers are better suited to play in this weather than they've been recently, you know, when they have A.J. Dillon. And Aaron Jones, too. Aaron Jones becomes 1A rather than – I think it's switch as far as the weather goes. Aaron Jones is going to be good on a good track in the warmer weather. Now it's, it's A.J. Dillon's turn. Not yeah. Aaron Jones well, I mean, to change of pace. I think you get the running game going with two of the most talented backs in the NFL. I would love to see more tight end play, especially out of Tunyon. 
This is where you can re- rely on a guy like that. I don't know why or how they're not getting him open or they're just not looking his way, but I would really love to see him you know, catch five, six balls in, in this game. You know, get some tight end play going. And then you keep people guessing. And now you've got Christian Watson. Somebody, is, or the Rams are definitely concerned about Christian Watson. I don't know if Romeo Dobbs is going to be back in this game. But you have Alan, Alan Lazard, Dobbs, and, and, and Watson. If you, you can get Tanyan and, and the running game going, there's no question in my mind that we should just, I wouldn't say easily win this game, but this is a game that we should win for sure. Right now, Dobbs is questionable, but that means, you know, in the NFL, that could mean he's never coming back or it means he is going to definitely come back. It's funny you say that because you kind of read my mind there. This is the first time I think all season now that Watson has come back and become the player that we hoped he would be. Dobbs would be back. Lazard is now your three, right? I guess so. Yeah. They this might be the first time all season that the Packers wide receiver room is better than another team's. No Allen Robinson. Van Jefferson is their one. Like Tutu Atwell is their slot yeah. guy. Like they don't have anything. Tyler Higby is a better tight end than the Packers have right now for sure. And they barely throw that dude. I yeah, mean, he doesn't barely. catch no balls. So crazy. So, so yeah. I, I would agree with you that the Packers are favorites in this game. Are they seven we, we, point to, we, we know defensively that there are it's not reliable. We do not have a reliable defense. So we're gonna have to put up a good amount of points. I think it all starts with the running game. And why not get uh what's his face out there? Patrick Taylor. Why not? In this game, he absolutely should get a few. Why stars. not? And I'm not saying like late game. I mean, maybe he's mixed in somewhere. Yeah, maybe one series, something. I don't know. Get him Fresh in. Fresh legs. I mean, he's never played. He hasn't played this season. The dude is big. So let's just call this game and and get out of here. The Packers are seven-point favorites. The over-under is 39.5. Oh, really? Packers cover over. Packers cover the seven. Yeah. And they go over the 40, 39 and a half. Yeah. I will say that the Packers will not cover, and they will not go over. I think it will be 2017 Packers. They will win. They won't cover. Gotcha. Anything else? I'm good. So thanks for listening to episode 107 of the Average Cheese Podcast, the Magic Man episode. Go back up. Go back up.